We thank you, Father. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence, Father, times are refreshing. Thank you, Father. We love you, Father, because you first loved us. We love you, Father, because you've shown yourself so kind towards us. Long before we even knew you, Father, you were kind towards us. Father, we thank you for the sweet presence of your Spirit, who not only indwells us, Father, but he reveals himself to us. He heals our bodies and strengthens our minds, Father. Father, he encourages our hearts. And Father, he shows us the way of salvation and the way to rest, Father. The way free from burdens and difficulties. Father, the way out of destructions and death. Father, we thank you for the sweet presence of the Spirit of God. So, Lord, we thank you. We give you all praise and honor for these things, Father. We thank you for them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? Amen. He's so good to us. Amen. Welcome to Healing School. We get to teach on the subject of healing each and every week. Amen. And, um, of course, so it's February of 2023, so we started this in January of 2015. So we've completed our, our I guess, our eighth year and uh, have started our ninth year in Healing School and um, don't see any reason to think we've exhausted the subject. Amen. I don't see ever exhausting the subject. Uh, and uh, turn, our, turn to, to the uh, book of uh, Psalms 128, and uh, we'll see part of the reason why you can never really exhaust the topic of healing uh, in, this, uh, in this scripture. So we are in, uh, we've been using Lillian B. Yeoman's book um, on the healing power of God to uh, uh, just as a general outline and going through and, and seeing what she uh, has said about healing. You know, from my perspective, uh, I can study on the topic of healing. I can uh, pray about the topic of healing. But the Lord has granted to other people in the world uh, revelation regarding different topics. In this case, we're, we study on the topic of healing. And so it seems good to me to find out what revelation that he gave to them. Uh, and, uh, you know, some people are mistakenly of the opinion that I can obtain all the revelation that there is all by myself without ever listening to a human being. And yet, uh, the Word of God says that He gave the apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers into the church, that the head of the church gave those fivefold ministry gifts to the church for the perfecting of the saints. And if He gave them for the perfecting of the saints, then it's their job to provide information and revelation to the church in order to be perfected and, and to be matured. And so there's things that they're going to know that you won't know that God grants them that particular revelation that he will not grant anybody else, maybe except for that one person. And unless you choose to listen to that person and find them out, then you may never know about that revelation. Uh, and uh, uh, there's no other reason for the Lord to, to establish that fivefold ministry gifts if uh, the church doesn't need those fivefold ministry gifts. Uh, and yet there are people who are of the opinion, and it's kind of a sad because they think that they can be a completely standalone Christian. And the Lord has never called any Christian to be a standalone Christian. Uh, in fact, he told that to, uh, to uh, John Wesley, that the Lord knows nothing of solitary Christianity. 
Uh, and, uh, and yet um, uh, it, it's pretty pervasive in the church today that many people are of the opinion that, well, I don't need, I don't need church, I don't need a pastor, I don't need a fivefold ministry gifts. Uh, and uh, what will happen when they arrive in heaven, they'll realize how little they know. And uh, if they ask, and, and if, they, if they know better, they shouldn't ask. But if they did ask, why didn't they learn that on the earth? The Lord would show them all the opportunities they missed to know those things, right? Well, that person right there was in your life, that person right there was in your life, that person right there was in your life, but you didn't listen to any of them. Uh, and so, and I have been fussed at because we do this particular uh, outline or, or this method of studying, of looking, what, uh, looking at what other people say. But of course, we don't just read what they say and, and accept it blindly, do we? Nope. I don't accept what anybody says and, uh, and receive it blindly. It doesn't matter if it's Brother Hagen or, or um, Oral Roberts or any of the great men and women of God that have gone before us. Now, I do read what they say, and then I'll uh, confirm it from the Word of God if what they said is so, which is what our biblical responsibility is. Uh, and yet, uh, uh, in fact, I, I was just uh, reading something from, uh, well, it was from Brother Hagen, actually, from 3 John chapter 2, about uh, how that uh, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. And um, I've read that a hundred times, you know, studied that. And um, that word wish there has also can be translated as pray, which never knew that before. I, I was reading it the other day and I pulled up all my hundreds of translations. And sure enough, bunches and bunches of translations have translated as I pray that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so, uh, <clears throat> well, could I have figured that out on my own? Well, maybe. But, you know, it's just uh, um, I have no problem with learning from somebody else. Amen. I already know everything I know. So the only way I'm going to learn anything new is to either get it from the, the Spirit of God directly or get it from other people. Uh, and um, I, just, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you, if you are of the opinion that, I can, that you can get everything you need without attending a church, without having a, one of the fivefold ministry gifts ever speak into your life, if you think just you and your Bible is sufficient to obtain all the revelation uh, that, you can, uh, that you can get, see if that squares with the Word of God. And with an open heart, go and see what the Word of God says, because he says in Ephesians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 2, he talks about the, the apostle and prophet's ministry, how that, you know, that the Lord has given, uh, granted unto them revelation uh, and that he's not going to grant it to anybody else. So there are things that they know that they, specifically the apostle and prophet ministries that nobody else will know. You know I'm, I stand in the office of the teacher. I may never know some of those things that the Lord will teach a prophet, a prophet and a, an apostle unless I go find the, the apostle and prophet and listen to him. Uh, and if you think that's not true, then just read, read, read the Bible. I didn't write it, you know, just read the Bible, amen. So I think it's helpful for us, and, and of course, it's, uh, I've never had a problem with that. It's helpful for us to, to uh, study the Word of God and see what other people say. Uh, and so in this particular psalm, uh, let's read Psalm 128. There's just six verses in, in the whole psalm. Uh, it says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as fruitful as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants around uh, about thy table. Behold that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. Uh, the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. Thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yet thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. So, uh, the, these six verses, there's not a single thing in here that directly says anything about healing, is there? Uh, and so this is a, a good example of using the Word of God in application 
where you can use something that doesn't necessarily say something about the topic that you're looking for, but you can apply it to that particular topic. And so you can read these verses here. It says, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. So you can, you can look up the word blessed, and the word blessed is really a big word. It's all-encompassing, right? It, it considers uh, really every aspect of your life. Well, if you were not well, if you, if you were sickly, then uh, if you feared the Lord and walked in his ways, could you not believe that part of your being blessed would be, would be to be healed? Uh, isn't, wouldn't you feel blessed if you were sick and then got healed? You would never feel sick and then get healed and go, wow, you know, uh, I've had a bad day. You know, I just got, why you have a bad day? I just got healed. Nobody would do that, right? That would be weird. You'd think, well, there's something wrong with you, right? No, if you were not well and then you got well, would you say that you were blessed, especially if it was supernatural and you did nothing really to, and you didn't take any medicine or have any surgery? Would you consider yourself blessed? Well, well, the Lord, the Bible says that if you fear the Lord and walk in his ways, you will be blessed. Uh, blessed is everyone. So not just the good people, right? Not just the best people, not just the ministers, but uh, uh, who does everyone include? Everybody that's, that's, that breathes air, right? So you fear the Lord and you walk in his ways, then you'll be blessed. Is that true? Well, it says it's true, amen? So, uh, you know, if, uh, if you had a nice house and a nice car and um, all the food that you wanted and, um, uh, and you were walking in his ways and you got sick and the Lord gave you another car, and another house and ate even more food, is that what you really need? If you already have a car and a house and all the food you need, uh, you know, uh, a blessing would be helpful in an area that you need help in. Uh, and so if you're not well, uh, then one thing you can do to, to become well is to fear the Lord and walk in his ways. He says, for thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Well, uh, if, uh, if you are sick, can you even have labor out of your hands? Can you work if you're not, si- if you're not well? Where are you if you're not well? You're usually in bed, horizontal, right? Are you, is there any labor of your hands if you're not well? No, then you can apply this to healing because, Lord, then I need to be able to, uh, in order for me to eat the labor of my hands, I need to be able to have labor from my hands. And so in order to do that, I need to be well. So can you not uh, uh, apply this verse in the area of healing? And, and, and the, you know, this principle works really in, in all the Word of God. You know, sometimes we, we say, well, this only works for working. Uh, labor of your hands. What if I'm just, you know, what, what if I don't, not a laborer, what if I don't sling a hammer, what if I type on a keyboard, or, you know, what if I'm an engineer or something that, you know, engineers, we don't do any real work, we sit behind a desk all day, right? That's what my brother always tells me, you don't do any real work, you just push a pencil all day. Uh, and Yeah, but it's a nice pencil. Uh, and um, he said, uh, but he, uh, could you not apply that? Well, you can apply that, right? Uh, so I want to eat the labor of my hands. Well, then, Lord, I need to be able to work with my hands. If that's what I do, then, uh, then I need to be able to do it. And so in order to be able to eat the labor of my hands, I need to be able to have that labor. Yeah. And so in order to do that, if I'm not well, then I need to get well so that I can eat. Because so, if I'm not working, I can't eat the labor of my hands, can I? Uh, and it shall be well with thee. Well, if you're not well, it's not well with you. Yeah. And I know it's pretty deep, right? If you're not well, it's not well with you. Uh, and so... Uh, but it, can it be well with you? Well, it can be, right? Because again, it, really all of these go back to the first uh, verse there about fearing the Lord and walking in his ways. It shall be well with you. So you can apply that in the, really in any area, but whatever area you have need of. So if you have need of uh, healing, then you can say, well, Lord, uh, I, I fear you and I'm walking in your ways, so I'm healed. 
Uh, it's not the Lord withholding from you that. That's a promise that he gave to you. Uh, and so the way that we apply it is we go to the word and, we, and in prayer, uh, and this is what I would do is, is I would say, Lord, your word says that if I fear you and I walk in your ways, it will be well with me. And Lord, right now it is not well with me, whatever area that I would list. Uh, and I would say, but Lord, your word says this, so, so things will change. Uh, things will become well for me because I am doing these things. So I'm using my faith. I'm not asking the Lord to do something that he already said he would do. I'm just telling him that his word is so. And that's what we need to do instead of uh, saying, well, Lord, wh- why is it not working? Well, have you declared that it's so? You know, all of the word of God is so, and, uh, but it's not so unless you say it's so. It, it, these words have been in here for thousands of years, and yet uh, until a child of God by faith says, this word is so in my life, just like salvation, does the Lord want to save everybody? Is there anybody the Lord doesn't want to save? Has he got a list, you know, oh, yeah, right? No, no, yeah, right? Is there, is, there's no list, right? So is everybody going to heaven? No, why? Because somebody hasn't done something, right? Somebody is not saying, Lord, this is so. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I've called upon your name, so therefore I'm saved. But if they never call upon the Lord, will they get saved? And then they get to heaven, stand at the gates of heaven and get rejected. They're like, well, why don't you let me in, Lord? Well, you never, you never did the word. Yeah, but, you, but Lord, you said that you want everybody to be saved. I did. I did say that. And I still want everybody to be saved. Well, then, Lord, I, I'm, I'm here to get salvation. Well, you missed, your, you missed your window. You've got 70 years, 80 years at, at the minimum on the earth that I grant to you. You could use any one of those days to, to accept my salvation, and you chose not to. That's not on him. Is that on him? It's not on him because he already declared it to be so. So it shall be well with you. So you can use these, you know, I mean, there's just six verses there, but there's a lot packed in these six verses that you can apply. Lord, it, it's not well with me, but you said it will be, so, so it shall be well with me. Amen. Wherever I'm at right now, it shall be well. Is that what it says? It shall. So, and sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll talk to circumstances. I say, you know, uh, this is going on right now, but, you know, you've got to change. You will change because the word of God says it shall be well with me. And I'll talk, I'll talk to things. I'll talk to my body. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll talk to different situations, circumstances. And I declare, I let them know what the Word of God says. Now, you may be doing this, but the Word of God says it'll be well with me. So you've got to straighten up. You can straighten up now or you can straighten up tomorrow, but you're going to straighten up. Uh, and, and so sometimes you have to declare uh, by your faith because the faith of, your faith is what releases the power of God to operate in your life. A lot of times you, they, people won't say anything. They'll just, they'll just hunker down and just hope for the best, hold their breath, waiting for it to get better. And they're not using any faith. The primary purpose that the Lord has given faith to the, to the human race is to change their circumstances to line up with the Word of God. And so if you apply no faith to your circumstances, they will take their natural course, good or bad. You know, some people, you know, some people just trip over a bag of money. You ever seen that? You just notice that? Just, why, you know, why, how come that works so good for them? You know, some people, it's just, it's just that way. Then other people, they can get a bag of money and it'll just, it just turns to dust. Well, how, how'd that happen? Well, you know, that's the natural course left, left to the natural devices outside the Word of God. But if you get inside the Word of God and follow His plan, you can determine exactly how, what your life is like. You no longer have to be a victim of the natural course of things because the natural course, you just don't know. It may be a good course, it may be a bad course. And, you know, it is true that some people just seem like no matter what they do, they just, everything works out for them. And other people, no matter what they do, nothing seems to work out for them. 
Uh, and and uh, the only way that you can change either one of those circumstances, because even if it's naturally that everything works out for them, they won't have the fullness of joy, right? They won't have the full blessings of the Lord. Because, you know, we know that money can't buy happiness. Uh, it can buy a lot of things, and it, it's uh, a little easier to be happy with, with a lot of money sometimes. Uh, but, there, you know, if, if you don't have the Lord in there, then it can be a burden. You know, the finances for some people, it's a burden to them. Uh, and so, uh, but uh, what, does the, what does the Word of God say? It shall be well with thee. And so I'll just say, you know, what I've got to do is I've got to go back and, and make sure, do I meet the qualifications of, these, of this verse first? Before I declare it to be so in my life, am I fearing the Lord and walking in His ways? You know, some people want to do whatever they want to do, live however they want to do, and they want the Lord to bless them anyway. And it's like, this is not really the way it works. The way to earn His favor, we already have His favor, but we can get out of His favor by, by not walking in His ways, but walking in our ways. And so uh, if things aren't working in my life, first thing I do is I check. You know, if there's any sickness or disease in my life, first thing I do is, Lord, did I do anything to violate your word? Have I done anything to violate your will in my life? I just want to make sure all the, all the bases are covered before I declare that it's going to be well with me. Because if I say, well, Lord, you said your word's going to be well with you. Yeah, I, it, I said that if, you, if you're walking in my ways. But last three days, you've gone on a binge of, you know, eating donuts all, all day long and not done a single thing I've told you to do. And, and well, I can't bless that. You want me to bless? I can't bless that. So, uh, you know, a lot of times we want, we, we want the blessings of the word without doing the word. And he said to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. Amen. Uh, and so, uh, so I, I'll go, first of all, I always check up on myself. I never accuse the Lord. Lord, why aren't you helping? Why isn't it well with me? You know, why, 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 why are you not making things well with me? That, I, that would be disrespectful to the Lord. Because he didn't say it'll be well with you unless I just don't feel like it. You know, unless, you know, like, well, you, I mean, well, not for you. I mean, it's for everybody else, but not for you. He would never do that. So I, was make, so I never accuse him. I never, I never declare, well, he's not helping me. I, 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 that, I would never say that because that, that implies that he's made a decision to not bless me. Well, he's never made that decision. You know, I was thinking about the Lord's desire to heal your body. You know, the Lord desires to heal your body more then you desire your body to be healed. Because, you know, you desire your body to be healed, but you're not really convinced maybe that the Lord also wants your body to be healed. So, you know, you, you've got that strong desire, but at the same time, you've got a little bit of doubt. In the Lord, there's no doubt. 100% He wants to heal your body. There's no shadow of doubt in Him. He wants it more than you'll ever know. He wants it more than you'll ever want it in your whole life. Because all of Him wants you to be well. And most of you want you to be well, but, you know, you've got that one little, you know, uh, uh, thought of doubt or uh, consideration that maybe you've done something to bring this on yourself or maybe God won't heal you. And see, there's no, there's no shadow in him of, of turning at all. He, he wants you 100% well. His desire is for you to be fully blessed and fully well in your physical body and in every, every area of your life because he needs you to do that so that you can accomplish the Great Commission. He needs you to be fully well so you can go into all the world. He needs to be fully prosperous so you can pay to go into all the world and, and, and um, preach the gospel. Amen? Amen. Uh, and so uh, it shall be well with you. Uh, and, you know, uh, of course, I say in my own life all the time, all is well. Why? Well, because of what he said. It shall be well with me. Well, if, then what parts does it not cover? It covers every part. So all is well. And I declare it to be so because the Lord declared it to be so. I'm just repeating what he says. And, and what happens is if you'll live that way, 
your circumstances will, will be forced by the power of God to line itself up with the Word of God. Uh, and it's just like an unruly child. You know, your circumstances, your life, sometimes your physical body, it, it, it'll just go, if you leave it unchecked, it'll just wander off and, and just get sick. It'll wander off and just not be well. Your circumstances will wander off and just be scattered everywhere. Uh, and you've got, to, you've got to rein that in by faith and declare, no, you're going to be well. And you're going to be healed. And so it's impossible to eat the labor of your hands unless you're well enough to actually complete the labor. Amen. Uh, and, if you, and, uh, and, and even the other part, uh, you shall eat the labor. Well, I, I, just, I just got no appetite. Well, then you can't eat the labor of your hands. Amen. Uh, I don't seem to have a problem with my appetite, you know. Uh, and so I must be really, really well. Uh, and so... Uh, then the wife shall be as fruitful as a fruitful vine by the sides of your, thine house. Well, she can't do that unless she's well. She can't, you know, in context, it's talking about uh, being uh, fruitful and bearing children, uh, which, of course, in their society, that was a huge, that was a huge uh, desire for uh, the wives to be able to uh, produce children. Uh, but they can't do that unless, uh, unless they're well, unless they're healed. Amen. Uh, and so, again, uh, it doesn't say anything, anything about healing, but you can apply it to healing uh, and say, well, Lord, you said I can be fruitful uh, just like the vines by my house. Uh, same thing with your children, like olive plants around uh, about thy table. <clears throat> so this covers the husband, covers the wife, covers the children, all uh, to be fruitful uh, and uh, like olive plants around thy table. And I don't know in particular what, what's special about olive plants, you know, but they do produce and grow, and the children will, will uh, produce and grow, uh, and they can't do that unless they're well, amen? And, you know, you can, uh, and it's not only that, you know, you can look at um, even children that are not fed well, and they'll become under, underdeveloped, right? They'll be shorter, they'll be weaker, they'll be uh, uh, less uh, muscle mass because they're not eating well, uh, and so you know, you can apply this to not only their physical bodies being well, but having enough sus uh, su substance and sustenance to feed your children. Uh, and, you know, so you can apply these verses in application, really, in order for those things, for these verses to be true, all these other things have to be true, right? You have to have the financial ability to pay for the food. You have to have uh, the physical ability to cook the food. You have to uh, feel well enough to consume the food. Yeah, and so all of those things have to come in, if this verse is true, right? In order for this verse to be true, there's so many things that the Lord has to bring into alignment into your life for uh, this verse to be true. Uh, and so uh, he said, uh, Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. So again, he just um, repeats what he said in verse 1. Uh, and uh, I've got a footnote there where it says, Shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord? Uh, the footnote says, shall the strong man be blessed that feareth the Lord? And again, can you be strong if you're not well? How many, you know, how many people have you known that, that you know, they're just manly man and they're, you know, super strong and, and um, um, because, they, you know, they do a lot of manual labor and then they get sick one day and you'll see them. Uh, in fact, I've got a good friend of mine who's been uh, a contractor for, I don't know, 40, 50 years. And, and uh, when I first met them, just very strong, you know, a solid person, and then they got sick just for uh, a few months, and the, they're just really frail now. For years and years, they're just a super strong person, and then they got sick one time, 
and now uh, they're just a real frail person. They're not a strong man, uh, and it's because of that sickness and disease. Uh, she goes on in verse, in verse 5, uh, it says, The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and, shall, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Uh, and of course, uh, well, you know, uh, I only lived to be 29 years old, so that was all the days of my life. Well, uh, the Lord does, he said in Psalm 91, remember we, we, we read Psalm 91, I think it was last week, that uh, with long life I'll satisfy you. Is that what it says, right? Psalm 91, 16. Right, with long life, I'll satisfy you. So you can't take this out of context and say, well, all the days of my life might only be 30 days. Well, not if Psalm 91 is so, right? If Psalm 91 is so, then all the days of your life would be all the long days of your life, right? And they're not all long, bitter days. I mean, some people, you ever notice they get older, they get more bitter every day. How you doing? I mean, uh, I don't know why that is. We should be happier every day. If the blessings of the Lord, he says, the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. If you're getting the good of Jerusalem or wherever you're at, the good of Dayton, Tennessee, all the days of your life, then uh, why would you be bitter and mad? Amen. I mean, it seems like that would be okay to be happy if, you're, if you really are blessed. He said, he shall bless you out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good all the long days, right? With long life, I'll satisfy you all the days of thy long life. And then we're not changing the word of God. We're just making sure we, we cover the whole counsel of God. So will he bless you all the days of your long life? If, if you were really blessed all the days of your long life, would you ever have a bad day? Would you ever be like, you know, it's just so hard, you know? No, uh, it says right there. And again, what, 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 I'm not, I don't see any blessings out of Zion, and I never have a good day. <clears throat> well, I mean, some people say things like that, and um, it's like, well, man, you've got a lot of great faith because you're getting everything you said. You know, I mean, some people, they got great faith for terrible days. Amen. I never have a good day. Well, that's, you know, man, you're bad a thousand. I mean, you're just, he had a good day in 87 years. Now, you're amazing. You look at, you're a great man of faith. I mean, you got more faith uh, than anybody I know. Uh, you haven't had a good day as long as I've ever known you. Uh, and so, is this true? The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. Is that a true statement? Is it true that he, you shall see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life? I mean, it's true, right? Did we, did we write it? Is it? Has it expired? Does it say uh, expires on January 1st, 2023? No, no, no expiration date, so uh, we can use this all the days. If, if, my, if all the days of my life are not good, I'll start going back here. The Lord says right there. And again, before I read verse 5, I'll go back and read verse 1 and, and say, well, Lord, do I fear you? Well, as far as I know, I fear him, right? Am I walking in all your ways? As far as I know, I mean, you know, told me that I'm out of, the, out of your will anywhere. Uh, and, if he, and of course, if he does, then you need to straighten that up before, you know, you, you can't uh, violate verse 1 and expect the verses 2 through 6. Uh, but just because, here's the thing, uh, sometimes people think, well, because a bad thing happened, I must have sin in my life somewhere. Is that a valid statement, that you must have sin in your life somewhere if, there, if something bad happens to you? No, there's, I mean, you can't make that determination, right? And so, don't be concerned about a, a water ring on there. It'd be okay. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. Um, you can't make that assumption that just because something bad happens that there must be sin in your life. There, there could be, right? But there's not guaranteed to be. Just, and it's the same thing true. That what if you have something good happens to you? Was that the Lord? 
I mean, it might be the Lord. It might be just, you know, uh, Tuesday. It might not have anything to do with anything. Amen. So you can't make assumptions of, based on your circumstances, it, whether or not you're in the will of God. How, well, how do you know you're in the will of God? Well, that's the whole reason why the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. Does he live on the inside of you? Does he live in your heart right now? Is he big enough to tell you that uh, you're out of his will? I think he's big enough to tell you that. Amen. But the problem is, are you big enough to ask him? Are you big enough to ask the question and then listen for the answer? Uh, and so uh, for me, if, any, if anything's not going right, I start asking the Lord, Lord, what's up? Did I miss it somewhere? And then I wait. And, you know, and sometimes he may tell me, well, you know what you said to your wife the other day, you know that right there? Open the door up to, you know, uh, that all that stuff you're going on right now, you know, repent of that or, or whatever it is. Okay, Lord, I can do that. Sometimes it's like, no, there's nothing wrong. Well, then there's nothing wrong. Then I've just got unruly children in my life. And I'll just start talking to my circumstances like the unruly children. Hey, straighten up. You know, you can't operate this way. You're not going to uh, continue in this path. Uh, because the word of God says that I can have, uh, I can see the blessings from Zion and see the good out of Jerusalem all the days of my life. Not some days. Well, you know, you got some you got good days and bad days. You ever hear people say that? Are you, some days you got good days and bad days, right? I would never say that. I only got good days. That's what it says right there. All the, how many days? All the days of your life. Not just sometimes, not just, you know, on, on Friday when I get paid is great, you know. The rest of the day is downhill after that, right? Uh, six days is downhill, one day it's uphill. Uh, and so, or the other way around, is it good to be uphill and downhill? I don't know. Um, I don't think that way. Uh, and so, is this true that you have the right to see good of Jerusalem all the days of your life? Yes. How many? All the days. All the days. Is that what it says? Uh, so if you say, I, I, I never have good days, then you are, are contradicting the word of God. You are saying that the word of God does not apply to you and that you have some special deal with the devil or, or Jesus or whoever. Somebody you got a special deal with that, that uh, is different than the rest of the world. No, I, if, the word, if the word of God says I have the right to see, all the, all, see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life, then the only way that can happen is if I live in divine health. Yeah, are you having a good day if you know, your right leg falls off? That's not a good day, right? It'd mess your whole day up, right? You driving down the road. You know, I was driving down the road one time in, in, in uh, my Mustang. It was, it was a, a manual transmission, and I was, on, uh, I was in town, on the four lane in town, and, and my clutch pedal just fell off, just broke in half, just fell to the ground floor. Well, I'm in the middle of the road, right? I'm driving, and, and so what do you do? Well, you know, if you know how manual transmissions work, you can, you can uh, I don't know what you call it, speed shifting, whatever, where you can shift. Uh, between gears if you hit the right speed and all of the gears line up and you can shift but it's not really easy especially when you come to a stop it's hard to and so I couldn't come to a stop because there's you're not moving right and and so I did manage to to uh to get off the highway and and it sure enough it just broke right in half right where the pin uh, connected it to the uh, uh to the thing to the uh, rest of the vehicle there <clears throat> and, uh, and I mean does that happen right will that happen it's you know some things uh, those things happened in the past uh, and it was just a one-off thing it wasn't a big deal to get it fixed but uh, uh, <clears throat> my expectation is that I see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life and if a little thing happens I don't usually even think much about it but if it's like more than one or two little things happen even a couple little things I start going to the word of God say Lord what's up I'm, I'm supposed to see all the good days all the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life that's what you said in your word, that I have a right to that. This belongs to me. I'm a child of God. This belongs to me. 
And that would include healing. It would include prosperity. It would include just things working out for me. I, you know, my expectation is no matter where I go, it works out for me. Just all the time works out for me. Everything works out for me. That's my expectation because the only way I can see good all the days of my life is for everything to work out for me. But if I, and if I stay in the will of God, that's my expectation. Now, people just want all, everything to work out for them no matter what they do, no, no matter how they lie, cheat, and steal. Well, you, you, can't, you can't use faith for that. You can use your own lying, cheating, and stealing for that, but you can't use faith for it. But I want to use my faith. I want to stay back to verse 1, stay fearing the Lord and stay walking in His ways so that no matter where I go to, my expectation is I see good all the days of my life. No matter what I do, I see good all the days of my life. And if it's not working out, I start changing it. Amen. I start changing circumstances by faith. I don't just, you know, some people just try, they, they start changing natural things. You know, whatever. They, they, they you know, uh, I don't know what you do. They lose weight, right, or whatever they do. And, or buy new clothes or get a new car or, you know, swap out the wife for a better wife or something. And, and, and so they just start changing natural things, hoping that that fixes everything. But I start changing spiritual things. I start changing my heart and my faith and my words so that the, the natural things start to line back up like they're supposed to. And that would include, if I'm going to see, all, uh, see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life, that would include physical health, wouldn't it? That, that would include, you know, some people, uh, you ever notice some people, did, they're sickly, right? Some people get sick once in a blue moon, I mean, you know, once a year, whatever. Some people are sick all the time. Uh, and, it, and, it, you know, and, it, and it's always something different. You know, some, one day it's the, the, the McGillicuddy switch, the next day it's the canooter valves, the next day it's, you know, this itches, and <laughs> next day that falls off, the next day this gets, grows on, and I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's always something. It, I mean, always something. And, you know, and then, of course, some people, they, they like that. You ever notice pe- some people, they like to be sick? And they like talking about their sick. Oh, yeah, here it comes again. You know, I had this six years ago, but it wasn't quite this bad, but, you know, it, but, you know, it itched a lot more back then. And, 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 and they just love talking about all their sickness, you know. Well, I'm going to the doctor again. You know, this doctor, he's really good about that. You know, this guy, he, he's not so good over it. But the, the guy down there, he is really good at this thing. You know, he showed me all these secrets, you know. And, these and they talk about all their sickness and the medication they're taking and the, the doctor's visits. And, and, and they almost love it. They, you're, you're, and I'm just, I'm just like, nothing against Miss Sandra over here. She works in the medical industry, right? <laughs> I hope I, you know, I never want to see her as a client, right? I do see her on it because I do visit the hospital visiting other people, right? I see her on a regular basis, right? Uh, But uh, I don't want to see her on a regular basis for me, amen? Uh, And I don't mean, how many times have you, have I ever been, have I been to the, I didn't, I I didn't, I cut my finger one time right there. I got one stitch, I got one stitch right here. It cost me $2,000 for that one stitch (laughs) right there. Can you, believe 2000, can you believe that? 2000 for a stitch. First, what's that? Did you bill me for that? Can you believe it? It was your, it was your hospital. $2,000 for one, one stitch. It wasn't like two. Right? It wasn't like buy one, get one free. It was like $2,000. And I took it out myself. I said, can I just take it out when it's done? And she's like, yes, you can take it out by yourself. Because she wasn't supposed to. Uh, actually, she said, no, you can take it out. You can't take it out by yourself. Uh, she was supposed to tell me no, but she's like, she don't care. I just pulled it out, you know, when it was done doing this thing, you know. But, uh, and, and I just went really for an abundance of caution because uh, it was bleeding like crazy, you know. And, and so, uh, and if I had known it was going to cost me $2,000, I'd have just got another roll of duct tape and, and put it on there. But, I mean, that's, uh, can you believe that? Two, you know, $2,000 for, 
it's no wonder our medical industry is a mess right there, right? I mean, I, there was a time when you do something like that, and the doctor said, just, you know, thanks, you know, just go on home, right? He wouldn't even charge you for that, you know, $2,000, you know. I mean, wow. I still, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I didn't have $2,000, you know, the insurance covered a lot of it, uh, not all of it, but, uh, but it's just the principle of it, you know. Um, and so, but see, that happened, uh, and, and it wasn't a big deal, took care of it, but if I had, if I had done something the next day and the day after that, See, things aren't, that's not right. I expect everything to be good, right? Uh, I expect everything to work out, amen? And so if they start not working out, I go to the Lord. And Lord, what's up? I want to know. Uh, and I, and I, my expectation is for him to tell me. And I don't care what he tells me, how hard it hurts or how much it hurts. Well, you're just a backslidden buzzard. Okay, Lord, well, that's fair. What are, we, what are we gonna do about it? I would bring, yeah, I don't say, what am I gonna do about it? What are we gonna do about it? Because you got, you know, uh, you didn't get me in this mess, but you got to get me out of this mess. Uh, you can't expect me to get out of being a backslidden buzzard all by myself. Uh, and so, you know, I talk, I, talk, I talk to the Lord about these, a lot about these things. I expect everything to work out for me, everything. I don't go into any situation where I think, well, I wonder if I'm going to make it or not. Never. I was going to, you know, let's see what you're going to do. If it all works against me, if, if it all looks like it's against me, I just, I, I, I almost get excited. Lord, there's no, I see no way out. I can't wait to see how you're going to get me out of this. I don't go into fear and, oh, it's not going to work out. I go, into, let's just see. How many times have we said this? Let's see, let's see what the Lord's going to do. We saw, see, no way out of situations. Well, let's see what the Lord's going to do. And every time, without exception, he's, uh, he's found a way. Amen? All the days of my life. That's my expectation. Is that your expectation? Well, yeah, I just wish I could live that way. Well, yeah, you never will. Guaranteed, you know. you you got great faith for that. Um, and so... What are you saying? Uh, what are your words? Do, are you, do your words line up with these words? Lord, I expect to see good days all the days of my life. I expect to see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life. Uh, and see, if I, don't, if I don't think that way, if I'm not living that way, I use my faith to start changing it to become that way. I start declaring it to be so. Instead of, you know, moaning and griping and complaining about everything in the world, I mean, some people, especially when it comes to sickness and disease, it's just exhausting, right? They're just like everything. It's like, oh. They just, it's always something going on, right? I mean, there's always something going on. And, and, and I'm thinking, do something about it. Use your faith. All I hear about is your doctor. I mean, they can tell you, you know, some of these doctors got 27 syllables in their name. They can tell you the doctor's name, the doctor's dog's name, the doctor's wife's name. They can tell you all the medications, and they can tell you the 27 ingredients of the medication. They can tell you all, this, all the side effects of the medication. But they couldn't tell you one thing about Psalm 128. Not one thing. Amen. And then you memorize all that stuff, but you can't, you can't even read six verses of, out of the Word of God. And they got more faith in, in the doctors. And, and look, I'm not mad at that. I, I am so thankful for doctors. It keeps people alive long enough to get in faith. Amen. And we're thankful for that. Uh, so, you know, we're not against that at all. I am against doubt and unbelief. It just, it just annoys me, right? Uh, and so, uh, and he says, uh, and so I, just, I, I like verses like this all the days of my life. Mm-hmm. People say, well, you know, you, uh, you, you just got some good days and bad days. You know, you're just going to have some good days and bad days. I would never say that. Never. I'd never say that. Never. That's, that's, that says, Lord, your word is wrong. What you said is not true at all. What is, what is true, Lord, is I can't expect to live like this. What is true is my days aren't, aren't going to be all good days. What is true is sometimes you've got good days, Lord, and sometimes you've got bad days. There's no way what you said is so. That would be disrespectful. That would be foolish, amen? 
And yet, how many times do people say that? Well, you got some good days and some bad days, you know. You know oh, that's such a spiritual person. Blah, 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 blah. That is not anybody I want to follow. No, I would never follow somebody like that. I wouldn't follow them anywhere. I want to follow the person who says, I, I expect good day, good, the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life. That is my expectation. That's somebody I can follow, right? And he said in verse 6, Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. So, so what is the relationship of your children's children to you? It's your grandchildren, right? Uh, and so uh, isn't there a song, right? Only the good die young. Only good. Isn't that, isn't that so spiritual? It's such a spiritual song, right? It's, it, it's got to be true, right? Only the good die young. It, sound, it sounds good, right? It sounds, yeah, only the good die young. Why, we'd be in a big mess if only the good die young because that means all the horrible people live forever, right? And then and none of the good people are around long enough to help anybody. It'd be a ter- we would live in a terrible world if only the good died young, right? And, and so, but if you're going to see your children, that means you've got to live a while. Amen? You know, you're not of, of childbearing age. You're past childbearing age. Now you're, you're living in the age where your children are in childbearing age. Uh, and so uh, to see your children, that means you've got to live a long life. Amen? Uh, if only the good died young, then you would never see your children's children, would, would you? And so uh, this verse right here, the only way you're going to live a long life is live a, a life that's healthy. If you get sick and disease all the time and you die of the plague or die of, of the, the itch or the botch or whatever terrible thing that the Old Testament talks about, then, then you not live to see your children's children. Amen? And so uh, all of these verses, there's only six of them, but all of these can be used in the area of healing because you can apply, you should apply the Word of God uh, in any aspect of your life because these really are all generic verses, right? To see in the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Well, what would that encompass? Well, what, what area of your life do you not see good in? Maybe you're a very healthy person, but you worry all the time. You're fretful all the time. You're anxious all the time. Well, can you use that good of Jerusalem all the days of your life? Well, you should be able to. Lord, there's no need for me to worry because I'm going to see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life. So why would I worry? Is there any reason to worry if you know you're going to see good all the days of your life? No need to ever worry. Amen. Uh, and so what if you can't sleep at all? Well, could, could, you, uh, could you say, well, Lord, I'm not sleeping well, but you said that I would see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, then that would include sleep, wouldn't it? Yes. So, so there's not anything that you couldn't use these verses to apply because they're all generic verses, right? There's not any specific things that said, well, this only, this only accounts for, you know. Uh, well, I guess you could say, well, this only works for Jerusalem, right? So we don't live in Jerusalem, so we're stuck, right? This doesn't this is apply to Dayton, Tennessee, no, it doesn't apply to Dayton. Well, of course it applies to Dayton, Tennessee, right? Uh, and so, but you get legalistic people who are full of doubt and unbelief will say it doesn't apply to Dayton, Tennessee. It's only for Jerusalem. Well, why did the Lord decide to record this for his people? Are we the people of God? Do we all live in, do any of us live in Jerusalem? No, none of us live in Jerusalem. We all live here. Uh, and so, you know, people will find ways to, uh, to discredit the word of God. I'm always trying to find ways to apply the Word of God in my life, right? Lord, what, what works? Can I, can I say that, Lord? Can I see that, that in, order, in order for me to see my children's children and peace upon Israel, uh, in order for me to do that, uh, can I apply that to the health of my flesh? I'm going to say if, I, if you know, I, if someone gets cancer when they're, when they're 18 years old, uh, are they going to be able to see the, the ch- their children's children? Well, not, not if the cancer is terminal. Uh, and so, Lord, uh, you know, 
Uh, you said I'd see my children's children. So the sickness has to go away. Whatever the sickness is. If the doctor says it's terminal, well, it's not according to the word of God. Yeah. Amen? Uh, and so, you know, you say, well, that's, that's your report. But the report of the Lord says I'll see my children's children. And so uh, your report is in, is in direct contradiction to the words, to the Lord's report. And he said, whose report shall you, shall you believe? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to believe, you know, don't we get a second opinion? Mm-hmm. And if, the, and if the, the, the second opinion is better than the first opinion, well, the first opinion is you've got terminal cancer. Well, the second opinion is, well, you know, we can do this uh, procedure and, and you can overcome it. You like the second opinion better, right? It's a better report. Well, you get the report, whatever the doctor report is, you know, this is going to take a while, six months, a year, whatever. And then the report from the Lord says, well, you can be healed right now. Well, I, I like his, don't you like his report better? His report's better, amen? And, 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 and you know, the, and the difference is the, the doctors, they practice medicine, right? We hadn't figured it out yet. So let's just, let's just try this and see what happens. Yeah, that didn't work out. Let's, let's don't do that again, right? That's called practice, right? You practice and, and, and you know, they get it right sometimes, sometimes they don't. The Lord's not practicing medicine. He is the great physician. He already knows exactly how to fix it, so, so there's no practicing on his part. He just knows the, the perfect treatment with no side effects. And that's his report. Yeah, my report is uh, uh, we can fully resolve the sickness anytime you want to believe me. 100%. No side effects. And we, we, don't, do 90, we don't do 90%. We do 100% only. And no scars. There won't be any scars either. Well, you can do that surgery, no scars? Yeah, no scars. Well, what's the recovery period? There's no recovery period. Uh, wow, that's got to cost a lot. It's free. That's, isn't that a pretty good report, right? Well, how long got to take medication? There's no medication. I mean, what about bandage? You got to get, no, no bandages. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good deal, right? Isn't that a better report? And the other doctor goes, well, we're going to have to tape this up for six months, you know, and it might fall off me, but we're gonna, we can keep taping it back on. Maybe it'll hang on there for a while. And, and uh, we'll send you a prescription to Walgreens and Walmart and, and Rite Aid and everybody else because, you know, the one, one drugstore, they don't have enough drugs for you. We'll send them to all the places in town. And, and, um, uh, but it's 50-50. I mean, I don't Maybe it'll work. We'll try and see. You want to try and see? Let's try and see. Well, whose report would you rather have? The Lord's report is much better, amen? And so if you're going to see uh, your children's children, then you're going to have to be well enough to do that, amen? Uh, and say, oh, it's time. Uh, well, we can, we can um, uh, get over to Psalm, Psalm 30 real quick. So turn over to Psalm 30. And see, I, I like uh, Psalm 128 there because it's a good, uh, when I'm reading the Word of God, I'm applying the Word of God to every circumstance in my life. And if I've got a circumstance that's not lining up, I'll just start reading the word and I'll read something like, like the last verse there in Psalm 128, but I'll see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life. And what will happen is faith will rise up. You can apply that to, to that circumstance right there. Really, Lord? I can apply that? See all the good days of, well, it's not the last verse, second last verse. All the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life? Yeah. See, the Spirit of God will, will prompt you. Use that for that circumstance. Okay, Lord, I'll do that. And I'll start declaring, I'm going to see all the, the, all the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life. Uh, and, my, and then my faith will cause that circumstance to change. Amen? Um, and, and, you know, I get really um, irate if my circumstances don't line up. I, I mean, I start, you know, I'll, I'll get righteously angry at my circumstances. You, stra- you will straighten up. Uh, and, and I'll see them change, you know. The, this thing about putting, you know, uh, putting up with it. I don't put up with things. I don't put up with, I don't put up with children misbehaving. I don't put up with, with uh, 
uh, church not doing right. I, mean, I don't put up with my, my personal life not doing I don't put up with it. I, I, I will straighten it up, amen? And if the Lord says, well, you're the cause of that, and, and I can't tell you how many times, I know one time one of our children was acting up, and, and we just couldn't seem to get them, we couldn't get them, line, they're supposed to, you know, we'd tell them, don't do this, and they'd do it again, and we'd spank them, and they'd do it again, and, and, and we went to the Lord, the Lord, what's up? Chris and I, you know, we're the parents, we went to the Lord. Because our expectation is it, it's got to change. And some people say, well, some kids are just rotten. No, that's not true. That is not true. There's no child who's just inherently rotten. None. There's a lot of parents who are inherently rotten, but there's no children who are inherently rotten. So we went to the Lord, 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 what's up? You know what he said? It's your fault. My fault is the rotten kid's fault. You know, it's not, not my fault. It's your fault because you two aren't in agreement. Uh, you know, one would discipline a child. They'd run to the other parent. Oh, it's okay. I think it's okay. You know, uh, and, and so they'd just play, play them off each other, right? And so the parents would get in disagreement. And so we weren't in agreement about things. Not that you've got to be in agreement, well, we're going to beat the child to near death. That's not being in agreement, right? That's just being out of the will of God. But we were in disagreement, not the child. We were in disagreement. So that means that we couldn't use our faith together to overcome the circumstance. And so, and so the Lord said that. So what are you going to do? Well, that wasn't me, Lord. That was her. I mean, you could do that, which is stupid, but you could do that. Um, but but you're, you're arguing with the Lord. See, when the Lord tells you it's your fault, your, your response is, yes, sir. That's your response, right? That should be your, yes, sir, my fault. It's not somebody else's fault. It's my fault. And what I have found that, you know, everything in my life that's not working, almost without exception, my fault. Amen. Because if, if the word of God is so, the only way I can mess it up is if I mess up. Amen. The only way, you know, now there are circumstances, you know, there, there's no law, but I have found just in my own personal life that that's the case. So we, we repented. Lord, we apologize and, and ask you to forgive us for not being in agreement as, as parents of the child. And, and we knew immediately in the realm of the spirit it changed. Now, sometimes things in the natural realm take a while to, to catch up with the spirit realm. You know that? Uh, but we knew it changed immediately, and it did. It immediately changed. But, you know, there were still a couple of instances uh, uh, that uh, happened after that. And, you know, the sad thing is we could not get our church family to agree with us. Because uh, the next time the child acted up, you know, I just said, well, uh, oh, they're, they're changed. It's already changed in the realm of the Spirit. Oh, you're just not even paying attention. You act like, you know, your child never does anything wrong. Uh, that, they're, just, they're just rotten. And they couldn't get anybody to hook up with you know, and they just negated, tried to negate our faith. It's like, you know, so, so sad you can't get people of faith to be actually people of faith. Uh, you know, they should be people of faith. Amen. They said, is that your faith? Yeah. Well, then we're going to hook up with you too, that your child's going to be fine. Amen. Now we knew it was going to happen. And it did, right? Uh, within just a, a few weeks, maybe even a month at the most or two, it, it, it all faded away, right? All that problem that we were dealing with faded away. It, but it faded away the moment it started to fade away the moment we got, we repented and go back in faith but then you know, like i said the church family oh you, you're just one of the parents who never sees their kid do anything wrong that was not us at all i always saw our children for exactly who they were good and bad amen i mean they weren't perfect but they were pretty good kids overall uh, and so so we used our faith change the circumstance amen uh, and i could tell you story after story where we did that and uh, and there was no, there wasn't any particular, uh, is there a verse for, for believing God that your child stops acting up? I don't know of any particular verse, but 
there's a verse that says that I will see the good of Jerusalem all the days of my life. And if my child's not, not acting right, that's not the good of Jerusalem. Uh, and so I'm going to use my faith. Because the, what's the alternative? Just let them stay rotten children. Well, they're just, they're just rotten. You know, some kids, just, I hear parents say stuff like that. Well, that kid's just rotten. You know, some kids are just rotten. Some kids aren't. And that's just a rotten kid, you know. I, I don't, you know. And I've heard them say, I've, I've heard, even heard them say, well, they've always been rotten all the days of their life. It's like, well, that's been your faith all the days of your life. And it's sad because they grew up to be rotten parents, rotten adults, amen? And, you know, every rotten adult started as a rotten child. And, and, and you know, and, and I know they get to change. They get to make their own decisions. Uh, and so they're not doomed to that. They can change anytime they want to. Uh, but, you know, a lot of them just, they just grow. They stayed that way all their life because their parents never used any faith to help them. Uh, and, you know, a lot of parents got a lot of answering to do for a lot of adult children that they, now look, every adult child also can never use their upbringing as an excuse for, for their current actions. Because a lot of, how many adults you know say, well, I'm a rotten because my parents were, were rotten, you know, uh, and, and they never disciplined me. Uh, I've heard, uh, one fella, in fact, one fellow, I remember he was an adult, nearly 30 years old, and he said, I, you know, I, I just, I can't be good because my, my, my single mother didn't raise me right. And they went to church and just lied, you know, it's like, well, you're an adult, you're way past uh, you know, being raised by your single mom, use your faith to change your circumstance. Uh, I, would, I mean, all that is is saying, Lord, I don't believe anything you say. My circumstances are more real than everything you said in your word. You know, the, the thing about the word of God is, will it ever expire? He said, heaven and earth will pass away before what? Before his word passes away, right? Before one jot or one tittle is passed away. So that means every circumstance you had is temporary. And yet his word is eternal. And so uh, every circumstance you have will change. It will either line up with the word of God. You know, hopefully it will before you breathe your last breath on the air, uh, on the earth there. Uh, and so uh, the, the word of God, it doesn't change. So the only thing that can change is your circumstances. And so use the word of God to, to line up, to, to demand. You know, it's not, a, it's not a request, right? It's not a, would you please turn around? No. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. You know, we don't act like what, right? Right? You will straighten up yes. circumstances. You will get better. Yes. Body, you will be healed. <laughs> You're not going to be sick all the days of my life. Yes. You're not going to stay this way. Amen. This is your this is the the body that you have has been given to you by the Lord. Well, uh, we know it, it came down from your parents, but whether you know somebody, well, I just got bad genes. Not straight genes. You straighten. You've got to have gene splicing, or whatever, in the realm of the spirit. You fix. You fix it yourself. Amen. You know, I just, you know, I, my mama had it, my daddy had it, so, you know, I got to have it too. I would never say anything so foolish, ever. The devil's like, thank you, appreciate that, I'll be there on Monday. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, so many times we use our own words against the Word of God. Our words are in conflict with the Word of God. Our words d- really deny the Word of God that it's true. Uh, and you have to be careful, you know, the Spirit of God will show you See, a lot of times you say things in, in the Spirit of God on your side of you, don't say that. And I can't tell you, there's a lot of things that I've said, but I can't believe I said, you know. Uh, I, I think I told you not long ago, I was, I was at the store, uh, and somebody was complaining about something, you know, about the lines or something like that, about how long the lines were. And I said something like, yeah, that, that's the worst, you know. I'm thinking, what, that's the worst? I mean, uh, and the Lord just rebuked me for that. Why did you say that's the worst? Is that, you know... Uh, uh, you're just opening yourself up to everything being the worst, right? That you always be in the back of the line of every, every circumstance or situation. 
Uh, and yes, Lord, I'll straighten it up. You know, I'm not going to use my words to, to contradict the word of God. Amen. Uh, and so, so Psalm 128, just six verses, right? Change your life. If you hook up with it, change your life. Amen. Uh, and, uh, and I believe it. Every verse in there, I, I go back again to verse one. Lord, do I fear you? And do I walk according to your ways? And as long as I, I meet mine, then I can say, Lord, then you said this right here. Because if you don't do verse 1, the Lord will say, you are correct. I did say that. You are unqualified to receive that blessing. You are not doing my words. You are not living according to my ways. Uh, and you sure don't fear me like you ought to. Right? And so I want to make myself qualified to receive the, the, the blessings of the Lord. Amen? Uh, and, and, but it's easy, is it easy? It's easy to do. Right? It's so hard. It's so hard being a Christian. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not even true. Easiest thing in the world to be a Christian. It's so hard. You mean you got to live right like all day, like a whole day at a time? Yeah. You know, you could, you could go for minutes at a time and not sin. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. But really, you could go for days, weeks, months, and even years without sinning. Uh, if you fear the Lord enough, you would, right? Is it worth it to you to do it? I mean, you get all the blessings. Uh, the conflict I can't understand is all people think, I would rather sin and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season than enjoy the blessings of the Lord all the time. Well, how is that a good deal? How is that a valid deal? Because uh, really, it's just your flesh that you're, that you're allowing to, to uh, enjoy itself, and your spirit is very unhappy, and your mind is very unhappy. Uh, and your flesh may be happy, but, but um, it's worth the effort. Amen? Because uh, if I wasn't there, I'd say, Lord, how do I get from here to there? And I've asked the Lord that. Lord, because sometimes he'll show me, I just like that Psalm 128. You read that and you say, Lord, I'm here. I, Psalm 120, as far as I'm concerned, is in the next county from where I'm at. It's a, it might as well be a thousand miles away. Uh, and, and, you know, you may, you may recognize that. You may think that. You may see and observe that in your life. But I wouldn't stop there. I'd say, Lord, uh, the only way I'm going to get from here to there is to start moving in that direction. Yep. Yep. He said, the just shall do what? Live by faith. Walk by faith, right? Uh, uh, well, he said, we, uh, the just shall live by faith, but we walk by faith and not by what? So, so if we walk by faith, that means movement has to occur. If you are exactly the same person that you are today, that you were five years ago, you have not walked a step. You have existed. Amen. He said, walk by faith. That means that there has to be some progress and movement in your life. In other words, you've got to move from where you are to where the word of God wants you to be. Uh, and if you're not moving there and trans, uh, 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 transgressing into that, uh, into that position by faith, then you're just exactly where you are. And, and you haven't, and what's that? Backslidden buzzard. Backslidden buzzard, right? Uh, and so, you know, backslidden doesn't mean you've changed. You, could, you might just be where you're at, that you've been there for 10 years. Amen? Because the Lord wants you to progress. Keep on going that way. Well, Lord, I, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do that. Well, then stay where you're at, right? It's worth the work. It's worth the effort. Amen? Because wouldn't it be worth it if I could promise you and guarantee that you can see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life? I can guarantee you can have it right now. Uh, anytime you want it, you can start having it today. Now, you may not see it in your life today. You may, it may take you a day or two, a month or two, even a year or two. But it's worth the effort. Amen. If you could get there, wouldn't that be worth the effort? Yes. Well, I can guarantee you can get there. That's much I can guarantee you. Every one of us can get there. Amen. Uh, and so let's pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So, Father, we do thank you for the word. And, Father, we thank you that we can see the good of Jerusalem all the days of our life, Father, and live long enough even to see our children's children. 
And Father, if we can live even to the days that you declared, we can see our children's children, our children's grandchildren, our children's great-grandchildren. Father, we can see many generations of, of blessings because we follow your word. So Lord, we thank you that you will show us if there are areas of our life where we have not feared you like we should, if there are areas of life where, where we have not walked in your ways, Father, then you'll show us. And Lord, if you show us that there's nothing that we have to repent of, then we'll just use our faith to, to correct our, our unruly circumstances, to declare them that they will straighten up and that we will see the good of Jerusalem all the days of our life. And so, Father, we thank you for that. Your word is so. Father, you said that your word is so. We have seen that your word is so. And we declare, Father, that your word is so in our life. We, we thank you for it, Father. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, all right. Is the Lord good? He's good. You know, I, you know the thing I like about like Psalm 128, good generic psalm, only six verses. You know, you can find anything in your life that's not lined up with the Word of God and say, well, Lord, right here, one of these verses... I can use that verse in application and get that to be straightened up. You know, you don't have to have a, a specific verse that, you know, if, if you know, your, your cat is missing a leg or something, you've got to have, find some third-legged cat verse. There's no third-legged cat verse in the, in the Bible, right? But you can use Psalm 128 for that. Amen. And so, praise God. Well, let's get ready to receive this afternoon's offering. And uh, I'm going to pick up, well, I'll pick it up after the service there. Um, next Sunday, we'll have... Uh, uh, Reverend Edwin Anderson be with us, and um, he'll be here both in the Sunday morning service and for healing school, so looking forward to seeing him here then, and um, the Lord is good, amen, uh, and I, I like that Psalm 128, that's a pretty good psalm, right, uh, and so I really hadn't spent much, you know, those other psalms you spend a lot of time in, and uh, that's why I like seeing where some people, uh, like uh, Dr. Yeomans pulled out Psalm 128, I would never pulled out Psalm 128 just in general, because there's, there's a lot of good psalms in there, but uh, I think she did a good job picking that one there. Amen. So come in, Mr. Jared, receive the offering. And, um, uh, and so next Sunday also we'll have um, our church meal again, right? We like to eat. And so we'll, we'll, um, uh, we'll have a church meal with uh, Pastor Edwin Anderson when he's here with us. And then, um, uh, and then he'll do the Sunday morning service and healing school. So... Uh, I've really not heard much of his teaching except for just on occasion, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've known him for many years, and he's a, he's a great fellow there. So, All right, uh, the Super Bowl tonight, right? Yeah. Who's going to win? I have no idea. Right? Eagles going to win? Yeah, I don't know. Go Eagles, right? Uh, and you're not a Chiefs fan, huh? What's that? Chiefs are going to win? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we can't have any conflict in the church, right? So... And you know you can't really pray and ask the Lord, well, Lord, let my team win, right? That's not really, you know, uh, I don't think you can pray for your team to win, right? Because what if everybody's praying for their team to win, right? They got Christmas colors, right? Yeah, so like there's, uh, uh, there's, two, there's two brothers playing, right? One against the other. And both of the quarterbacks are Christians, right? And they're both black quarterbacks. And uh, it's a good, solid Christian uh, men, you know? So who are you going to root for, right? I mean, if you're rooting for one team, that means you're against the other Christian quarterback. So uh, if you can live with that in your heart, I guess that's okay, right? I don't know. I'm just going to leave it alone, right? And so, yes, ma'am. The one that's going to win is the one that has the most touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> so, who, so you're saying whoever scores the most wins? Is that the way it works? All right. Well, there you go. So, 
All right. Well, I guess we'll find out uh, after tonight, right? Well, y'all be blessed to have a wonderful week, and you're dismissed. <laughs>